You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. Hello, hello, once again, it is us. We are talking about... The challenge that is university. That's the one. And we are now over halfway through the quarterfinals. Yeah. Which feels like such a weird thing to say, because normally when you think quarterfinals, you think two matches, right? Well, you <laughs> oh, think wrong. It's labyrinthine, and I couldn't even begin to explain yeah. how it works. And in fact, it's wrong because it should be four matches, not two, because I cannot do mathematics in my head. But it's actually 117. Indeed. Mm. Before we get into things, I just want to very quickly say, um, quite recently, we didn't talk about it last episode, uh, Bama Gascoigne passed away, the original oh, yes, host of University yes. Challenge. Mm. Now, he's before um, our particular viewing period. I think he stopped presenting in the early 90s or late yeah, 80s. Yeah. But he's, for many people, the, the original uh, presenter. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when they did a movie that was based on University Challenge called Starter for 10, which yeah. you should probably watch sometime. Yeah, we should. He did uh, have a cameo. Oh, wow. Which is, I think, pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, rest in peace, uh, Mr. Gascoigne. Um, you were the one who started this all, pretty much. Yes, rest in peace. Yes. And with that, let's move on to what an exciting match this was, I huh? I know. So, we had Imperial versus Reading. Now, I remember we were talking about it would be interesting to see Reading face up against uh, these all rounder teams, either Edinburgh or Imperial, because exactly. Reading are very good, but they are very much reliant upon, you know, the. the the duo team that is Ansley and Hutchinson really taking charge. Yeah. That's not to say that the others are useless. It's just that, you know, because they are such dominant quizzes, sometimes it seems like they're the ones who's taking the lead. Whereas with Imperial, with Edinburgh, is very much a whole is greater than some of its past kind of uh, yeah. thing going on. And I think with Imperial, we really, really saw how they have sharpened and honed their strategy to perfection. Each and every one of the members is not only, you know, they have their disciplines that they, they do at university, but they also have an additional two or three subjects that they have mastered, I think. Uh, Zeng, definitely, history and geography. Oh, yeah. Um, everyone, everyone, I think, has their special abilities. So it's great to watch. Absolutely. They are quite the quite the matchup to watch. And um, we're going in thinking, so would it be enough for Hutchins to be as dominant as he is? Or is it very much a case of you need the entire team bringing in that all and it turns out if the match ends 10 minutes in Reading might be able to win with just the star power of Hutchinson (laughs) unfortunately matches go on for about half an hour so clearly that strategy is not sustainable indeed so um, I think let's first start talking about the uh, Reading performance sure what do you think of it well, I, again, I did think that Hutchinson and Ansley came in with a few good buzzers. Um, they did have a, a replacement, a reserve coming in. That is true, yes. I think that could have also tipped the balance a little bit, somewhat. Um, I think they, they did try their best. I think they did give a good performance with a final score of 105, I think. 120. 120. Um, there were a few dropped points, but, you know, all in the name of good competition. So I think um, they put up a good competition, a good fight. I would say so. It's definitely a case of Wild Hutchinson and Ansley are really you know the ones dominating the buzzers when it comes to conferring he does do a good job of getting everyone involved he's definitely head on a swivel looking back and forth back and forth getting everyone's uh, yeah. opinions yeah. even if he probably knows the answer already yeah he's willing to kind of take uh, you know on advice for anyone who might you know have a better understanding of the area yeah and what I find interesting is that I think Jason Doss used to be on Hutchinson's left that is great because I wonder why they moved 
It's because I think Skopik used to be on the far left. Yeah, maybe because they wanted to put the reserve a bit closer to the captain rather than so far away. That yeah. could be. It's interesting because before we started this podcast, I'd never seen replacements. Uh, come on, I know it's happened, but not as much as I'd seen. But obviously due to COVID, we saw it happen to two or three different teams. Yeah. And now we're seeing it again. But uh, this time it was not COVID-related reasons. Skopik had to return to America for um, for reasons which are, you know, I'm sure private. But um, yeah. I have to say that it must be frightening being on TV for the first time, uh, yeah. considering everyone else has had a bit of chance to kind of get used to the scenario. Whereas poor Kira, she's just kind of <laughs> thrown in and says, here you go, do your best. Facing Imperial, no less. Absolutely. Can you imagine that being your first ever uh, match? I know. Oof. But, you know, she did She contribute. held her own, yeah. Absolutely. I think she even uh, came, supplied a couple of answers. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Now, let's talk about this wrecking ball that is the Imperial <laughs> team. Ultimately. Um, I thought they did excellent. I I really consistently impressed by Jeng. I mean, mm-hmm. coming from Singapore myself, I completely understand how this man... Uh, memorizes this much information. I mean, we Singaporeans have mastered the art of memorization, so uh, I can already see the the different colored highlights, um, the post-it notes, the different colored files, all of that stuff that he must have going on. Now, so, you can't yeah. see this because this is an audio medium, but there's a kind of vacant look in Yvonne's eyes as she's kind of recalling the past it's horrors a, of my PTSD. the PTSD system. Yeah. yeah, it's my PTSD acting up. But there we go. I mean, I think it clearly works for a university challenge yeah if you want to find out a little bit more love as I am to uh, plug Singaporean uh, media <laughs> Channel News Asia did do an interview with him uh, which you can find on their uh, website or on their Twitter just google it yeah and they wrote an article about saying yeah it's not you know super in-depth but it kind of helps uh, him he explains his whole kind of process and what it's like to be a Singaporean on a British television show yeah and, and his process was exactly what I said it was yeah. just, just a bunch of memorization yeah I mean you know it is what it is <laughs> yeah but you know other than just saying Sheriff I've, I'm really impressed Sheriff with her yeah. breadth of uh, knowledge as well yeah I think her knowledge of like uh, film literature mm-hmm. I think really shone this time it always has to be honest yeah. but um, again this was great to see absolutely and of course the, the double team that is Mays and Jackson they yeah. are <laughs> you know Unstoppable. Yeah, I think uh, Jackson especially coming in with a few opera and culture-related questions as well. So really good. Yeah. Art as well, yeah. I did see just now on Twitter that he said that I hope this proves that I'm not useless. Like, I never thought that. Were some people kind of complaining that he wasn't people, bringing much? People complain about anything. I mean, it just goes to show that uh, the Twitter mob uh, have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Us included. Us included. <laughs> this is well. an inclusive... Uh, <laughs> Just don't listen to Twitter because it will be the worst thing you could possibly do. Yes, indeed. Enough of that, though. Now it's time to talk about some questions. Mm. And there were, I quite enjoyed this one because for the first time ever in semi-finals, I actually got quite a few correct. Yeah, was it the pillar of arms question? No. Ah. But, um, for example, the ones about, you know, which uh, Latin American country was a subject of a failed uh, clone expedition by Scotland. Oh, yeah. I knew that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you got that one. Yes, and there were a few others which unfortunately are skipping me right now. But um, there were quite a few questions which I really enjoyed. Um, one which I thought was quite cool was the one about famous forgeries. Oh yeah, that, I thought that question was really interesting as well because not only um, do you have the famous document mm-hmm. that was forged, but also sometimes famous people. So who was famous enough at that point point in time to be or important enough to be forged by someone else? 
Which was a very good uh, point uh, that uh, she was bringing up when they were making their deductions. Yeah. And it was interesting that chose Howard Hughes. Mm. Because I think he just died at that point. And he was, you know, the first ever billionaire. And he was mm. really, really strange. Oh, amazing. Um, you, have you seen the movie The Aviator? No. Uh, that's the movie based on him. Okay. Pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, but what I quite like about it is that often you learn so much about forgeries mm-hmm. as, as well as, you know, real documents. For example, the uh, fake document which sign showed the Eastern Roman Empire kind of handing over their claim of land to the papacy in the 8th century. That's crazy. I didn't even know that that was forged. That was a surprisingly common thing. Um, because be. often, because of the divine right of kings in Europe, mm. if you want to say, I actually have the right to rule here, you can't just say, by right to conquest, because that's what those evil barbarians did. I'm a good Christian king. <laughs> like, if you look at this piece of paper I conveniently pulled out of my pocket here, <laughs> you so- show I have an unlinked line <laughs> back to Julius Caesar himself. When you, when you said pulled out of, I was worried about how that would end oh please this is a family show <laughs> take your mind out of the gutter young woman gosh but that's really horrific to think about how many major historical events that led to so many people's lives being affected um bo- born out of a lie a forgery oh there's so many famous ones like for example the famous telegram that started the uh, franco-prussian war oh my god which i mean was a real telegram but it was kind of doctored a bit by bismarck to kind of let horrific. prussia do their thing horrific you know um, hey, uh, in the game Crusader Kings, there's literally a function that you need to do if you want to <laughs> expand your domain. You need to uh, forge some people, pay up, pay off clergymen. Well, again, very, very interesting question. Yes. I also like the question on um, uh, colored cities in Rajasthan. Now, <laughs> listen here. <laughs> you can't come out and leave. It's with 2022. <laughs> what are you talking about? Colored with city? these poorly phrased uh, <laughs> uh, phrases. Well, I thought it was impressive because... Um, you know, all of these massive cities with their castles and with their huge historical um, landmarks are all just in one single Indian state. Yeah, I mean, the state is literally called the, you know, the state of kings. Yeah, Jodhpur, Jaipur, Jaisalmer, so many. And uh, just you, 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 you just get to see how massive India is, how much history that country has. Yeah, it's crazy because also it's not the most kind of arable part of India either. Mm-hmm. There's a large stretch of it which is just desert. Why are there so many kings in there? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, normally when you're doing your conquest, you try and find the nice arable bits because that's where the money is. Right? Well, yeah, maybe maybe it was hard to get. You know, maybe all their enemies couldn't get them. Yeah, maybe there are just too many kings. So like, all right, you look at that part. We'll get this part over here. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I like the one about Welsh castles or okay. Welsh adjacent in, in uh, the case of Chester because oh, yeah. Wales is very, very famous for its castles. Mm. There's some truly remarkable ones. Yeah, I'd love to go and see. Yeah, um, other than that, there were a little nice one, for example, the name McLaren. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was an interesting one because you hear the name McLaren quite a lot, but in different contexts. Yeah, I associate it with cars. Well, yeah, McLaren, the famous, uh, you know, uh, car company, which is now dominating Formula One. Yeah. And has been for quite some time, thanks to Hamilton. But also, you know, Malcolm McLaren is uh, somewhat famous in cultural circles. McLaren is another name for other things. Uh, Steve McLaren is someone who's not connected to uh, that part of the sports world either. Mm -hmm. It's a fairly common name, actually, for a lot of famous people. But Mm -hmm. maybe it's just a kind of... A famous fallacy of uh, once you're aware of something, you seem to see it more often. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Yeah, but mm. that, that's a cool little part. Um, 
And of course, the other fun ones like, you know, famous popes that did stuff. I know. <laughs> you know, words beginning with PA. I, I really like the word puzzles. And I think I've yeah. enjoyed them more now that I'm hooked on Wordle like <laughs> almost everyone else in, on uh, Wordle as well. in the world. I have a Wordle going on right now, in fact. Hey, uh, put it away. We have a recording to do. <laughs> but um, of course, we have to talk about uh, the picture on because it was another geography based question. Yes. But that was a really, really interesting one. It was the one of the Italian navy's uh, yes, coat the, of arms. Yes, the pillar of uh, yeah, the pillar of arms of countries' navies, exactly. And again, a really great show of knowledge from Zheng. Not only does he have a geography knowledge down, but also history and flags and how quickly he was able to get those as well. Um, I really, I, how much information must be in that man's brain. I know, and what's great is I also got most of the actually yeah. all of those correct. Well, you're you're brilliant. I even got one that uh, Max didn't. Mm, should be proud of yourself. Yeah, because how <laughs> could you possibly mix up Pisa and Amalfi? I know they're right? nowhere near each other. Amateurs, honestly. Amateurs. But to be fair, there were a lot of maritime republics in Italy because yeah. there's a lot of coastline, mm-hmm. easy enough to work with. Fair enough. Um, also, I really like the second picture around, which was stills of a documentary about the Harlem Cultural Festival that happened in 1969. That's true. And I think that is important because when you think of big music festivals that occurred in the late 60s, most people think of Woodstock, right? Woodstock, yeah. The, you know, the Summer of Love uh, stuff. But I think it's really good that uh, they did a whole thing about the Harlem Festival because 300,000 people attended mm. and this big celebration of black culture which you know is very fun especially back in the 60s when oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the survivors movement is still very much uh, oh, very going much on so indeed yeah no that's great and some great truly history. Yeah, amazing you know I didn't know Nina Simone uh, was been around for that long yeah and B.B. King I got that one purely because I thought, who's the only uh, black guitarist I know that's not Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> Which is a bad reflection on my part. But. No, but again, so many clues in the photographs themselves of the instruments they were playing, mm-hmm. the bands that they were with, um, the role they were playing. So I think that, that all that was really great, very really interesting question that they were put together. Yeah. Are there any other questions you want to um, No, I think that covers everything. Before we go, I want to mention one final thing, which would reflect on me as a person. Yes. I got the answer correct for Europa. Because that's what Europa looks like in a game I'm playing. Oh, right. Of course, Tom. Yeah. We like, all almost perfectly white, but you can see some cracks in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, I've seen that one. <laughs> so for anyone out there who plays, what was it? Crusader Destiny Kings? Destiny 2. Oh, right. Crusader Kings? I don't know. Crusader Kings is not set in the planets. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clues in the name. Crusader Kings um, 3000. <laughs> Crusader Kings uh, 40k. Elon Musk version. I don't know. Oh, God. Anyway, let's move on to the stats corner. Brought, of course, to us by uh, UC Stats. On Twitter. Indeed. So, um, yeah, this match really went to Imperial, a final score of 225 to Reading's 120. So, Imperial managed 12 out of 15 starter questions. Wow. Which is a whopping 80%. That is pretty Incredible. Cool, I, think that's, yeah. I think the highest that we have seen this series. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, compared to Reading's 6 out of 9 starter questions. So, you know, not the most number of starter questions, but pretty um, pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. 70 uh, 67% of their starters correct. Nice. And then Imperial um, got 22 out of their 36 bonus questions correct. So 60%. So still among the higher... That's um, that uh, kind seen. of the uh, percentage points we're looking for to yeah. four teams at this stage. Yeah. On the upper end of that. And then Reading, uh, 13 out of 18 bonus questions correct. So 72 Really? Percent of their bonuses. So definitely, um, I think Reading did much better just on bonuses, purely on bonuses. Mm. Um, but yeah, Imperial just got more starter questions uh, overall. Indeed. And this just goes to show that you can't just look at the final scores to tell you what the match was like. Because 
I think this match was a lot closer than what the scores would uh, let you believe. Yeah. Because when Hutchinson announced they had a chance to buzz in, you know, they had a much better track record when it came to their to bonuses. To the bonuses, yeah. And, and considering Imperial, like we said before, each and every one of their members has, has really mastered um, a couple of different subjects. Um, even then, Reading was able to beat them on just um, bonus um, scores. I think what it really reflects is that Imperial's approach is if you don't have your uh, bonus answer immediately within the first minute or so conferring, you either pass or you just make a guess. Yeah. You just keep, keep keep moving. And it's very much a kind of, we're good at the starters. Uh, you know, if we just get more and more of these questions going, it's more engaging, you get better points. And it's also, it also makes for much better TV than, you know, sometimes we've had teams confer what feels like for minutes and uh-huh. minutes and minutes and minutes. Oh, no one really did that this time, I think. No, thankfully, even uh, the previous... Uh, Worst defenders for that have either turned it down yeah. or maybe editing has gotten rid of it. Oh, we maybe just don't they've really been kicked out. <laughs> well, I, I mean, Kings, uh, you know, used to be pretty bad about that, especially <laughs> in their first game. Yeah. But uh, they are much better, I at least they so. were in the last match. They were, they've gotten better, yeah. So I think that is it in terms of statistics. Um, honestly, I think Imperial are the team to watch now. I think they're going to win, but let's see. Let's it, see. It Let really me de- put that down as my prediction as yeah. their as, the, as their winners. It really depends on how Edinburgh perform against Emmanuel, which mm. is the next matchup. Mm-hmm. Because Edinburgh were the next kind of big ones. That um, because they were the ones that I feel like were the most kind of impressive outside of the Imperial team. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. since uh, Trinity kind of had a bit of a stumble in their first quarterfinal match. Mm-hmm. But Edinburgh has been consistent, just mm. like Imperial. So maybe they're these are the two teams to watch. Yeah, but they have a slightly worse track record with their bonuses. Yeah. is the main thing. So this is where the proof of the pudding is going to be. But yeah. I would not be surprised if it's a um, Imperial Edinburgh final. Mm-hmm. And I hope that the producers let it happen that way, if it does. Yeah. Because if it's a semi-final match, that would be so disappointing. I know, I know. I get what you mean. Yeah, but we'll just have to wait and see. So let's close this off with um, a very special best dressed because this is the first <laughs> time where we've asked you, our wonderful audience, to uh, start voting in as well. And... Um, a good number of you uh, voted, which was very pleasant. I was kind of afraid that there'd be only a couple of you diehards voting. <laughs> but we had, I think, 28 votes in the end. Yeah. Which is, you know, quite nice. And um, we have a winner. Ding, we have ding, a ding, winner. Ding. And the question is, do we agree with the winner? I well, Let's do it on the count of three then. One, two, three. Shoutly. Oh, amazing. Now, Sheriff was the winner of uh, our the Twitter votes, poll. Yeah, and my vote goes to her as well because um, I thought it was just a great dusky pink color, mm. dusty pink, yeah. I should say. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, and you know what? It, it, it stood out to me uh, compared to what everyone else was wearing. So, yeah. True. Um, and, you know, don't get me wrong. I thought that Fitzgerald did a good job. I just think that Ounsley uh, was looking much more distinguished with her uh, get up. Yeah. And I think she's done had done something to her hair fairly recently maybe, as well. Maybe, but that's kind of the style that she's gone for in the yeah, past as well. Yeah, but I know. I thought that she looked, you know, really quite smart and distinguished as well. Yeah. And I think it's because after seeing uh, Fatima wear dungarees, um, <laughs> but like, I don't know, that's kind of the standard you've set yourself. So, <laughs> know. you know, maybe we need to see something a little more eclectic from this yeah. point onwards. But, but hey, Sharif, you have won the Twitter poll. So indeed, there you go. out of the uh, curated selection of uh, Ounsley, Jackson and Jesudos yeah. were the other options as well. Yeah. 
because we all thought that those were the ones who were the best dressed. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much for taking part. We'll definitely be doing more of those because that went quite successfully. Yeah. Um, apologies that this um, episode was a little bit delayed. Uh, there was some stuff that we just couldn't control, which, you know... Some, it happens. It happens. You know, the real world sucks sometimes. Mm. But what doesn't suck is uh, this TV series. And, and our socials. <laughs> indeed. That was the uh, segue I was looking for. So please hit us up. You know that we have a Twitter because I don't talk about it. Uh, but you can also find us at... IGTOPodcast at gmail.com Thank you to everyone who has been writing to us, asking us questions, talking about our predictions, we love hearing from you so keep them coming indeed and if you are currently taking part in university challenge we would love to hear from you even if it's just a short message or if you would like to come talk to us on an episode we will be more than happy to uh, you know host you even an entire team we love the chaotic energy that the Durham <laughs> team brought um, at the last end of last year. season that's right so uh, thank you very much uh, but until next week it is goodbye from me and goodbye from me